We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey there, next fans. How you doing? It's your boy, Jonathan Macri, with you for another episode of the Knicks Film School podcast coming at you as the calendar has flipped to August. It is officially the dog days uh, of the NBA summer, of the actual summer and the NBA summer. Um, but as we say here, no rest for the weary. Onwards we go. We got a fun little something planned for today. But first, I will introduce, as I always do, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Capper, no Capper himself, Jeremy Cohen. Yeah, you know, whenever, hey, John, um, we talked about do the right thing last time. Whenever I hear Dog Day, I just think of Dog Day Afternoon. And I don't know, great movie, Fan, one of my favorites. But even still, like the Dog Days for baseball, yeah. it's around the time where no sports are really happening, but we get to talk about basketball in August and it's somewhat relevant. And I think that's great because when's the last time during a normal season and normal off season timing wise, we've been able to do that? It's pretty cool. Even if nothing it, happens, it is. Um, it's also reminding me. I have not sat down and watched Dog Day Afternoon in probably fifteen years, which is really? far too long. Yeah, that's a bad job by me. Um, Attica, Attica, I, you got it. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, uh, yeah, John Cavale, right? That's yeah, John Cavale. I didn't want to mess up his name. Um, might, might have the greatest run of movies of all time. But it's five movies, a, right? If, Five, six, something like they're all Andrew could chime in here. Absolute. Because uh, don't you mean John Cazale? Cazale. What did I say? Yeah, Cavale? Cavale, yeah. yeah. I was off by three, four letters. Well, yes. look, it's him and Kendall Johnson. They're both <laughs> in good company together. But. Kendall Johnson. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's no, good, pretty good run of movies. Close the loop. The run of movies is in can order. Can I see if I can name them? Go ahead. In order. Oh. 72 to 78. Okay, well, you gave it away. Godfather one is first. Yes, I mean it's sunny. No, nah, it's 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 uh wow Vito. No, what am I blanking on? Wow, Fredo. 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 I just named. John. It has been a long day. Okay, broke my so heart. That's about to be a longer night. Broke my, broke my heart. Sorry, it's um. This is Fredo Corleone we're talking about. I'm actually gonna. I'll admit, I I can't think of the other two other than Godfather two and then and Dog Day. What what are the other two? I got one other. What? Go ahead. Deer Hunter. 
Okay. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. And the other one in between Godfather one and two is the conversation. The conversation is the best movie of the last 50 years. Just making it into the last 50 years that I have never seen. Oh, okay. I was waiting for that last sentence to qualify yeah. it. Um, no. Fix that this I summer. I need, it's one of those where it always comes up on the queue and I'm like, one of these, I'll, yeah, I got to do it. Yeah. Um, okay. So we are going to do uh, the first of our uh, off-season pick drafts. We should come up with a better name for that. Um, in which we will go through a particular pick in the NBA draft, i.e. first pick, second pick, third pick. Uh, today's the first pick, and we will draft teams of players who were taken with that draft choice. We'll go over some more specific um, parameters of this exercise in a bit. But first, I was busy before we came on here dealing with getting my kids situated, well, my older daughter situated in her room, which I don't want to explain what that means, and doing some other stuff around the house, being a dad, whatever. And I missed, it was a tweet. From was it from Shams or it's from Rally? Ra- whatever the fuck yeah. that is. Great right. Rally. Yep. In which Shams apparently reported that the Knicks and Jazz have not talked in a little while. Yep. And you're gonna spring a surprise on me that there's some other part of this report. Is that right? So in addition to the fact that talks have stalled, it is uh apparent that the two teams that are interested and talking with the Jazz are the Charlotte Hornets and the Washington Wizards. Okay. And that makes mm-hmm. complete sense because those are the two other middle of the road, desperation central, not going anywhere. Might as well try to get in on this teams in the NBA. Well, I mean, they have so many draft picks to offer, don't you know? So many, you know, like the Hornets and their whopping two first round picks or the Wizards and their one first round pick because the Knicks have their pick for the foreseeable future. Thanks to the protections. So the Wizards are admittedly an interesting situation because they've got a lot more younger players. I think they're willing to move off of. They need to consolidate desperately. And I don't know exactly how they will do that outside of this type of trade. But the players that they're willing to offer don't carry the value that the picks that the Knicks have would. I was about to ask you, uh, finish the sentence. The best young player on the Washington Wizards is? Avdia? I'll go. I was about to say, I'll go Avdia. And Avdia is a probably a good starter. Maybe a good starter. He's good. His defense really improved last year. But even still, you've got... Rui Hachimura, who's in the same boat as RJ Barrett, M. Reddish, Tyler Hero, and he's a pending free agent next year. Is that something if you're Utah, you really want to play with? Apparently not. So are you trading for Corey Kispert? We don't know the reason why he might be appealing. Obviously, it's the headband. Um, You know, so it's like, why, why else are you trading with the Wizards, especially if they don't really have the pick collection that you're willing to give them. Johnny Davis, not a great summer league. Not that that means everything, but right. You know, it's like, um, yeah. And then the Hornets, just so so we could touch base on that real quick. I mean, they're obviously not, they're not offering up LaMelo ball. Uh, They certainly have the salary in, in Gordon Hayward to send back. Uh, You think Danny Ainge is, uh, Fucking with Terry Rogier, as the kids would say. 
don't know about I that. Don't, I also don't think he wants Gordon Hayward for $31 million for, for, for an two. additional year. Deuce uh, yeah. years. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. It's, it'd be uh, weird to not want to pay someone like Tyler Hero, but then be like, oh, I'll take Gordon Hayward's broken body for 31 mil. That's cool. Yeah. That's and like, I mean. But, you know, PJ Washington, another guy going to be extension eligible. Yep. Yeah. In, in a year. Same, same boat as those other, as those other guys. James Book Knight played, yep. played fewer minutes as a top. Uh, what was, was he a, whatever, a lottery pick, to, whatever pick he was, he played as few a minutes as you could basically ever expect to see a p- player pick that high play um, when essentially fully healthy the whole year. So like I, to me, this is, this is posturing. Is mm-hmm. that too forward of a statement coming from a person who admittedly roots for and wants well for the Knicks? I don't know. I don't think it is. I mean, listen, it's the offer stands or the offer stand that the Knicks can provide from there. It's up to Utah to either take the deal or look for another one. And clearly they keep looking for another one. So that's fine. Let them keep doing that. As long as the Knicks stand pat, feel confident in their offer. And um, if Utah really wants to enter the season with Donovan Mitchell, then for me, that's okay. As someone who is comfortable waiting longer for a player like Donovan Mitchell. I'm okay with it. I recognize the desire to get it done and why you want to do that. But as, as Ian Bagley said, the moment that training camp starts and Donovan Mitchell is on the jazz, it flips and it is the leverage because if you're Utah, you're dealing with a Houston rocket situation. It's not the prettiest one. And um, I think the idea, listen, it, it, it feels like they're, feels like I know the media is, um, is a collection of several different people with varying ideas and thoughts and opinions. But to me, it's kind of fascinating because on one hand, there is the idea of Donovan Mitchell doesn't want to go anywhere. He's happy in Utah or he's ambivalent. You know, he, he'd, he'd welcome a trade, but it's fine. And then you have someone like Tim McMahon who is, he's with Dallas, but he's very connected to Utah as well. And it seemed like he said the quiet part out loud, which was that Donovan Mitchell wants to go to New York and other teams seem to know that. So it feels like one big open secret that everyone's trying to keep quiet from leverage standpoint and not trying to make this a messier thing that it is. And then Donovan Mitchell looks great because he's not forcing a trade. He's honoring his contract. If another team trades for him, if, if the jazz want to trade him, it's just part of the business. So to me, that's kind of how it's, seeming to play out, but I just don't, I don't, I can see this lasting another six, seven, however many weeks oh, yeah. of training camp. Same here. But once it gets to that point, it's uh, all right. Um, Shit or get off the pot. This may be an overly simplistic read on the situation. I will fully admit that, but it would seem to me if this is where we're at, where we're starting with the leaks about, Oh, we're talking, we're talking on the Hornets, talking on the wizards. Um, I don't want to say Angie's getting desperate. I do not want to say that. And I, and I will not say that, but that to me is something that happens because clearly as we have just gone through these, these other two teams are, can make offers. They can make offers. They cannot make offers that will get them Donovan Mitchell. If any of the reports of what Ainge, which we have no reason to not believe, if any of those reports about what Ainge is seeking in this trade are even remotely true. So given that that is the case, it, we I think we should feel comfortable that the Knicks have come in, not with a low ball offer, but 
with a, I think what maybe has been reported in a few places, which is that like probably five picks, four of them, the protected ones, maybe three protected, maybe two New York picks of the earlier variety, 23, 24, 25, 26, somewhere in that, in that range. And like none of the good young players. And maybe this is Ainge's way to get the Knicks to actually give up something that they don't want to give up. Now that may sound like a bad thing for the Knicks, but if we're resorting to that, then maybe the little bit more from Leon Rose, as opposed to a lot more from Leon Rose, will get it done. Now, that may that is probably some wishful thinking on my part, but I don't think it's completely off base. And at the very least, I would imagine that it means that the Knicks, it's not that the Knicks have offered like what anyone would consider a, a big package like a big payday like we're i don't know i forget who reported it but like it's a it's a it's a it's a haul and it's massive or whatever whatever radio station person said something along those lines I, because if if that was where we were at i don't think we'd be getting to this point again i could be wrong i don't have any sources or any inside information on any of this but that's just my read on the situation yeah if i agree if it were a haul then you'd think donovan mitchell would be a nick right now and yeah. that just does not seem to be the case. And like you're, I haven't seen exact specifics about what might be going into the deal. So we really don't know. But my uh, my read on the situation again is like you're saying, as someone who is not fully understanding of all the dynamics, the picks, the specifics, it sounds like or feels like that the offer the Knicks have presented is fair. The question is whether the Jazz are comfortable with fair or they want to try to push their luck. And go further. And if they do, that's their prerogative. They they have Donovan Mitchell. Teams want Donovan Mitchell. They have a price in mind. If the Knicks meet that price, then he's theirs. If he if, if they don't meet that price, then it's understandable why he would not be. But at a certain point, you know, if they want to go into the season with him, like I'm saying, that's okay. The Knicks have built what I think is a better team. I think they've trimmed the fat nicely. They still need to adjust the roster because, in my opinion, there are at least 11 rotation players fighting for what is yes. likely to be 10 rotation spots, yep. which is another reason why I think this eventually gets done because there needs to be a consolidation trade. And the Knicks effectively did that by clearing out players to get Jalen Brunson. But it's also not that much easier because they did, and I'm glad they did it, but they added Hartenstein. They made Sims a full-time player. Yep. Like There are things that they did that kind of, impacted how they're they're operating so they're yeah not I, a finished product we the, the roster I mean, was not a finished product no not um all. look we'll see how it, it turns out um i never thought i'd say this but i am actually not i was i was uh, admittedly at the time i think i said this i was pretty not nervous but i was i was definitely like get it done get it done get it done get it done without overpaying to some crazy degree i'm actually not that worried about it right now i feel maybe famous last words i feel comforted Knowing that it has gone on this long, it seems like Leon has a handle on the situation. We'll see what happens. And that's it. Um, okay. Andrew, how you doing? Good. Uh, John Kazali? Kazale? There's Kazal. Is it? Okay. So there's so many pronunciations. Okay. Kazal, Kazali, Kazale, Kazale, however we said it. I just want to close the loop. Um, Because I literally went through YouTube while you guys discussed that, listening to pronunciations of his name. Five movies and unfortunately passed away from cancer in 1978. Ma so. Married to? Meryl Streep. Mm -hmm. There you go. Yep. 
last movie he did was with his wife, Meryl Streep. So there you go. Oh, yeah. Deer Hunter. There you go. If you haven't heard already, it's Smooth Sack Summer. When you're playing in the summer sun, make sure you're escaped from pubes to bum. That's right, this is the summer to keep your balls cool while you're still looking hot with Manscaped. The leader in below-the-belt grooming is making sure we all have a ball this summer by giving our pants partners everything they need to stay fresh. Dive headfirst into Smooth Sack Summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with our code FILMSCHOOL. The Manscaped Performance Package 4.0 has everything you need to prepare that summer bod. Inside this package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, Crop Preserver ball deodorant, Crop Reviver toner, Performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold all your goodies. Their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their Advantage Skin Safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunction on-off switch, and gives you the ability to turn the 4,000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. Did I mention this trimmer is waterproof too? Beach, lake, or shower, this razor will devour even the strongest pubes. Now that you have the perfect haircut, use Manscaped's liquid formulations to keep that freshness even at the hottest BBQs. Most importantly, use the Crop Preserver Ball deodorant to stay cool in the heat. With a soothing aloe vera formula, it's the best in the business for below-the-waist freshness. And this clear drying formula will keep looking good while smelling good. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped boxers and the Shed Travel Bag that will bring your comfort to another level. Wearing sandals with some nasty toenails during the summer months? Take a look at the Shears 2.0, a luxury nail grooming kit. This includes stainless steel nail cutters, tweezers, and grooming scissors. With the performance package, your balls will be ready to impress, but make sure you cover the rest with the Shears 2.0. Don't hesitate. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code FILMSCHOOL at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code FILMSCHOOL at manscaped.com. It's smooth sack summer, boys. Get on board or get left behind. First pick draft. Okay, so my only... So we're, again... All the first picks that have ever been taken in NBA history, including you said again, like we ever told them about this. Before. I said it a minute ago. I said what you, you, you bad job. I really, I really good. was like apparently not paying attention. Okay. Um, including Gene Melchiori and Clifton McNeely, who never played a game in, in the league. Um, shout out, shout out to them. Uh, every first pick in NBA history is eligible for this draft. So if you were taken first, you're eligible, including Paolo Banchero, um, the most recent first pick in the NBA draft. We are drafting, correct me if I'm wrong, eight-man teams. Uh, I had seven. We can go to eight. Seven, no, want. seven. Sorry, Seven's seven. Good. Seven's good. Seven's good. Yeah. And we are, and this is the key, we are building a real team. So, yes, and this is, I guess, where we can live have a, a show meeting and produce this on air. Do you want to go... Small forward, power forward, point guard, shooting guard, or do you just want to do two forwards, two guards, a center? Because then era can be kind of yeah. I, you can treat this like an all NBA team, you know? Yeah, I, I, that, I'm. That's where I'm at. Uh, Jeremy, how how you feel? Too many plumbers 
um, <laughs> and you know, just to account for construction workers in the old days to deal with. So yeah, I think I like the idea of two guards, two forwards, center, and then two uh, flex so wild cards. Flex. Yeah. yeah, flex. Oh yeah, fantasy sports. I've played that. Um, that works. So two flex, and then uh, do we want it? Hold on. Do we want to have a rule that your two flexes cannot be the same position? Ooh, that could be fun. Jeremy, what do you think? Sure. Spice things okay. up. Okay. Spice things there up. You go. And you have to, do you want to put that you have to fill your five starters before you go to flex? I say no, because then if you want to, it could be strategy to like yeah, stock up on one position. I, so that I, way say, it, I say no also, but to, to the listeners out there. Hello. Thank mm-hmm. you for listening. Subscribe, rate, and review. Um, you should take into account the quality of the starting lineup first and foremost before looking at just like a real team before looking at the bench. That is my plea. That is my plea to you, the listener. I'll say no, but I I will say there's something challenging about that. Like in fantasy sports, you just take the players and they flex automatically. But the idea that you're locked in and you have to pick a player because here's the thing with the number one pick overall, there are some incredible talents here. Like it's yeah. not like we're going to be really strapped to find a, a great player. So, but I'm okay with not doing that. That's fine. Okay. Um, it, can I hit you with some facts about the number one overall pick? And some can trivia? I ask one more one more yeah, go ahead. question? Go ahead. For the positional designations, um, are we going with Basketball Reference? Are we going like, for instance, Basketball Reference lists some players as like guard slash forward? Is that player only eligible at guard? Eligible at guard and forward? Uh, we're we're really. Sure I think it's all NBA, think, all NBA focus, right? Like there are some players who are a guard and a forward, so they can get, you know, whichever or like forward and so center. They can. So we're going a little loosey goosey. So if someone is listed yeah. at Basketball Reference as guard forward, they could be eligible for either. Got it. Done. Yeah. Great. Cool. Okay. The number one pick in the NBA draft. Um, there have been 11 MVPs taken with the number one pick. There have been 19 Hall of Famers taken with the number one pick. There have been 21 Rookie of the Year awards wow. that have gone to the number one overall pick. Uh, the team with the most number one picks ever. Do you guys know who that is? Uh, I could cheat and look it up it's right a, now. There's two, actually. It's a tie for first. The number is six. Do you know the, the Knicks two have teams? had a lot? The Knicks have had four. The Magic have had four. The Magic have had four, and so has Portland. So I've eliminated three teams for you. And two teams have had six? Two teams have had six. Lakers? The Lakers uh, have actually only had it three times. Houston? They were, they were so bad in Minneapolis. Houston had it five times. Oh, damn it. Uh, it's got to be a team that's been... The Warriors. The Warriors have not had it five times. Five oh. or three or four. Uh, five or four or six, actually. I only did I have- six, five, and four. Oh, the okay. Wizards. The Wizards have... have uh, had the number one pick six times. That is correct. And the other team, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. So obvious. Now there's five teams that have only had it once. Only had it once. Um, yeah, the Grizzlies. Grizzlies. I've never had it. Have never had it. Yeah. Yeah. I, was, I don't know why I said the Grizzlies. Yeah. Um, the Raptors oh, uh, have had it once. Raptors had it once. Barniani. Yeah. 
I was going to say the Pelicans, but that's not true. I've had it no. twice. Wait, how many teams have only had it once? Five. Oh, Jesus Christ. This isn't easy. Uh, the Hornets. <laughs> the Hornets. There you go, Jeremy. The Hornets yeah, have had it once. Yeah. Larry Johnson. Yes. The, mm, no. The, I was the, say the Bulls Bucks. have had it once. Yeah. The Bulls have had it a couple times, actually. Who else besides... No, I'm not going to say any names, so I, I forget who the other one was. Anyway, uh, okay. How about the Mavericks? Dallas, Dallas has had it once, correct. Mark Aguirre in 1982. Oh um, I was going to say the others. Um, yeah, sure. Boston has only had it once. Interesting. Um, which makes sense since they were picking later in the draft for most of their franchise history. And a couple of years ago, the Phoenix Suns won it for the first time and only time in their franchise history. Um, and then the real trivia that I wanted to test you guys with, uh, there are nine players to make the NBA finals with the team that drafted them, but not win it. Can you name them? Wait, They're all hold. somewhat recent too. Wait, nine what does that have to do with the number one pick? There were nine players. They, they made it to the NBA finals with the team that drafted them first overall, but they didn't win it. Dwight. Howard. So it's like not LeBron doesn't count. Dwight Howard is one, right? Uh, I we literally just said one Shaq is another. Mm-hmm. With the they team that drafted them. Literally just said one in the last, last trivia question I asked you. Oh, is it a Cavs player? No. The, no the, what team has only had the, the pick once? Oh, eight. Oh, Celtics. DeAndre Ayton oh, made it with the with this uh Suns two years ago. So that's three. Who Jesus. Um there's one very important one in our history. Wait, made it and didn't win it, or made, made it, it and didn't, didn't win it. Patrick but then Ewing. maybe one of Patrick later, Ewing is yeah. one of them. Yes. Ralph Sampson. Ralph Sampson. There you go. Not not to Ralph. be confused <laughs> with Ralph Simpson. You're right. I also messed up. It's only eight. I wrote Ralph Sampson twice. So there's only eight. Uh, so you have three left. You've said DeAndre Ayton, Dwight Howard, Shaquille O'Neal, Patrick Ewing, and Ralph Sampson. Uh, uh, one you're not going to get. And one, I didn't realize it until I did the trivia. All right. I'm going to look it up now. <laughs> so I'll just go through it. So well, Alan, wait, hold on, hold on. Uh, Wes Unseld. Allen Iverson. Wes Unseld. Wes Unseld was not taking one overall. Oh, that's a bad job by me. One MVP in his first his rookie year. He wasn't taking one overall. He was not taking one overall. You can tune in for the next draft if you'd like. Oh, to I think I got see. one. I got one. What's uh, up? Who? Kenyon Martin. Kenyon Martin. Yeah. Good call. Hell yeah. Well, Wikipedia call. helped me a little bit. Yeah, I was going to say. And the, the other Knicks. one is from the 70s. Doug Collins. Oh. The finals with the team with that Philly, drafted yeah. him. There Philly or she? No. Uh, with Philly. With Philly. Philly, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. So, yeah. good trivia. I do want to say, though, trivia. the one thing with, um, with the Celtics, because you mentioned it, Bill Russell went second overall. But that whole draft, there was some chicanery that went on where it's like to do with an ice skating rink and the owner of the, I think the owner of the Celtics had an ice show and the Rochester Royals owner owned something where they wanted the ice show to go. Bottom line is there was Bill Russell should have gone first and Mm -hmm. racism was also a factor in why he did not go to the location he was supposed to go. But um it's so interesting to think of what would have happened if he didn't go to the Celtics. Might be one of the more fascinating what ifs, especially from an NBA future standpoint. But we may be 
we may be one episode away from talking about Bill Russell and his draft history, Jeremy. Yeah. yeah. So, so there you go. Trivia before the draft. Um, and then John, as he mentioned the rules, um, we're going to draft a team of seven, uh, two forwards, two guards, a center, and then two flexes. What's up? I have to ask one more clarifying question. What's up? Go ahead. I'm sorry about this. So for, I don't remember exactly how many years. It was at least a decade. The NBA draft had territorial selections in which, so the most famous of these, I, I would say arguably, well, actually, no, I'm not sure if it was the most famous. Is, most famous of these around here is Bill Bradley. Bill Bradley was a territorial selection of the New York Knicks. He was the first player taken in the 1965 draft, for example, history does not mark him as the first pick in that draft. History mm-hmm. marks Fred Hetzel, right? Davidson, who was the fourth player taken as the first pick in that draft. I am sorry. This I know this does not make any sense. Okay. We're going with the first player taken. Correct. Yes. Mm-hmm. I've sent you the Wikipedia list of okay. every number I'm one just, overall pick that we're going to go off of. Just making sure. Cool. That's all. Okay. Pretty wild that Fred Hetzel is the highest drafted warrior from Davidson. Ah, wow. <laughs> That's fantastic. You know, Jeremy, well done. That's okay. You guys ready to decide this draft order? Yes, please. Okay. Uh, for those who have not seen us do a draft before, we do high card draw here at the Next Film School podcast. So I have done a shuffle. I do not lie to John and Jeremy. At least they trust they do not lie. So I'm looking at the camera. And Jeremy, your card is a four. Ooh, okay. That's, that's, a, tough, that's great. a tough beat. Okay. And then John, although we're going in age order. So Andrew, Andrew. your card is a... 10. Okay. Can I log an objection? John. Okay. Shuffle up. John, your card is a ace. Yes. We'll go ace high card. John is the number one pick. I have the second pick. Jeremy has the third pick. We are going in snake order. So, John, with the first pick in the first pick draft, you are selecting. He is. Number two, in my own personal program of the greatest players of all time. He's certainly not number one in our hearts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's a pretty good player, though. Still, is not bad. We'll see if he extends in uh, a couple uh, of days. Okay. Uh, I there there are a couple of players who have their who deserve to have their names mentioned first overall in this particular draft. But I am going with um, the uh, young man from Akron, LeBron James, who was taken first overall in uh, 2003. Question for you guys, since we didn't talk about this ahead of time, and now I'm only thinking about this. There's just so many rules. Oh, boy. Do I have to t- say what position I'm putting him in right now? Yes, mm-hmm. I do. Okay. That's a, good, that's a good call. I will put LeBron James... Who is a guard? Who is a forward slash guard on Basketball Reference? So I could put him in either. Mm-hmm. I'm putting him at guard. See, I feel like that's cheating. That's a cheat code and a half. Because, because but we decided the man's that been a forward for pretty much his entire career, and it's, it's like he finally gets to LA, and oh yeah, we might need you to play point guard. I Can asked you do that? the clarifying question for I a reason. I understand, but 
the way is. we did this during the season, John, when we did our positional drafts was we went to the positional estimate. So we should go with his career positional yeah. estimate, not the one year that he played point. I guard. specifically asked if you want to go by the first letter of the F slash G or G. So if you want to change that rule now, that's fine. Let's change that rule now. The positional fine. estimate. LeBron James, still my pick. Uh-huh. Although now you got me thinking. No, ah, still nope. my st- still Set my it. pick. Still my pick forward. Okay. Um, I am going. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jeremy. I was gonna say I was very surprised. I thought John was actually gonna go with Dick Ricketts from (laughs) I thought we were getting somebody Milwaukee Hawks, you know. There's a whole list of players that my cheat sheet that I just like crossed out Mm because they they're from when we didn't have television. The grainy footage is just so good. It's just Bob Ryan writing columns and telling us how the game went, you know. Leave Mm -hmm. leave my leave my dick out of this. Leave okay, crazy Andrew. You're, you're I am not, I'm not touching that. Literally not touching that. Um, I don't even have to say anything. There you go. Um, so I'm going to take uh, Lou Alcinder, who uh, eventually changed his name to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, um, the six-time NBA champion, the five-time MVP of six. the NBA, six-time MVP of Only the NBA. Only six-time winner. Um, 19 time all-star I, the list goes a 10 time first all NBA five time second all NBA uh, it was between LeBron and I mean we're gonna see pretty quickly that there's a lot of talent at the top of the NBA draft um, so I it was between these two though John so um, I, I I think we nailed it on the first two uh, Kareem with the second pick I mean, two of the three greatest players of all time. I, I I don't think anybody can complain that much. Jeremy, you're up. Uh, so I get back-to-back picks, which is really nice because uh, no pressure for me. So with my first selection, I'm going with uh, the big fundamental, big time Timmy Jim, Tim Duncan. Uh, it's a nice pick. Really one of the greatest players of all time, truly. I mean, the fact that he didn't get credit for having a quadruple double in a series clinching championship game to me is crazy because uh, he had eight blocks. Two of them were definitely not counted as blocks. Should have had 10 blocks, but whatever. Uh, Hall of Fame, 15-time All-Star, 15-time All-NBA, 5-time NBA champ, 15-time All-Defensive player. Was still great, or at least at you know, at worst, very, very good until the end. So, uh, you know, he's, he's my forward. Love him. He was Spurs culture. Now it's, you know, pops great, but I think Tim made the Spurs and, uh, I'm happy to have him as my number one, number one pick. I n- no objections whatsoever. Great power forward of all time. I think these are the, given the rules that we have laid out in this draft, I think these are the three proper picks. I have I have one player ahead of Tim Duncan, but I think Jeremy's about to take him, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, well, you know, I could have gone with uh, someone larger than big time Timmy Jim, but I decided not to. Uh, looking at the positional value as well, you know, they just did a whole series on this man. Did two. He was on two different channels. Uh, it's Magic Johnson. Yeah, that's who I had. You know, the the fact that there's someone who's available who is 
to some folks on the Mount Rushmore of in basketball conversations, or at least a one of the three, four, five greatest point guards of all time. I can't leave with the fourth pick without bringing Magic Johnson with me. So he's my guard. Lock and load. Let's go. Yeah, that, that I had those four were my top four in my my little cheat sheet. So we're 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 tracking well so far. Um, the centers here are going to be are going to be something. Um, okay, I am going to have to go with a guard here. Can I? I, 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 I want to throw something out there. Just again, we're we're live producing this. Let's do the, it. The Wikipedia thing you just sent me. Mm-hmm. Also has the first picks, not in, not the first player taken. It's the it's the technical pick order. So just so you, just so you guys you're know, talking about an era that's so far away that we're probably not going to wind up taking many of. I players. just want to okay. I just want to ask if it if a player was the first player selected in the draft, that is the person who is eligible to be picked. Correct. Yes, I want to know who is giving you pause. That, Nothing, that just this is going to come just, up. Just make your pick. Okay, I'm taking Oscar Roberts. Good for you. I'm taking the big O. Um, arguably the second. Yes, I'm putting him at guard. I'm arguably the second best point guard of all time, Mister Triple Double. And no, I'm not referring to the dude in Los Angeles as Mister Triple Double. Um, you mean for you? What's up? <laughs> Soon to be Mister Bought Out in New York. New York cap filler uh, in uh, in a few weeks. Um, yeah, I'll go with the big O, Oscar Robertson. Taken in the 1960 NBA draft by the Cincinnati Royals. I, I, I think that's a nice pick. Thank you. Um, did it myself. You like your so, bucks? Huh? Is it, you like your bucks, Andrew? I do. Two for two so far, yeah. yeah. Um, so... I'm up with two. That is correct. With two. Okay. Just make making sure that I have two. John has two picks. He took LeBron James in the, from the 2003 NBA draft. Went to the Cleveland so, Cavaliers. In the year of our Lord, 1959, um, the, <laughs> the first overall pick technically was a gentleman by the name of Bob Boozer. Hi, Bob. Uh, went to Kansas State. Had himself a nice little NBA career taken by the Cincinnati Royals. But he was not the first player taken in that draft. And that is because that is the, the list I, we're operating off of. No, I asked to clarify no, what you said it was. We said the territorial part had no effect. <laughs> we just rails. said that. <laughs> So it is just not it. the first player taken. It is just the first pick. No territorial picks. No, the list the we sent you in the, in the chat. chat. Okay, yes. but that's why From I asked Wikipedia. the question. And I thought I was clear on the rules. Apparently, I was not. You heard what you wanted. So to clarify who you were trying to take right there. I was trying to take Will Chamberlain. It was the first player taken no. in the 1959 NBA You think draft. we would have let Wilt Chamberlain no. slide to six? Exactly. I, I thought I was going to pull a fast one. On no, you. no. I would I, like to formally lodge an objection, but that's okay. <laughs> you're, all right. You're the Danny Ainge of drafting right now. Okay. And, I'm, I'm, and you know what? I'm, I'll, I'll, that's, that's fine by me. 
Okay. In that case, that's fine. That's totally fine. Totally okay with that. Um, because there's a lot of talent still on the board. Um, I I could go a couple of different directions here. Um, obviously, there's a lot of strength at the center position, so I'm gonna hold off on that decision for at least a moment. And I'm going to take um Probably not the greatest player in professional sports history, never to win a title in their uh, respective sport because uh, Ted Williams exists. Mm. I'm sure there's some hockey player that I don't know who they are that never won everything. And I'm actually probably football is probably the better one. There's probably some for whatever it's worth. Yeah. Who? who? Henrik Lundqvist. Lundqvist. It's actually like it's actually like very rare that if you're dominant in hockey, you don't win one, which speaks to the frustrations of Henrik Lundqvist being yeah. the one that did. Um, you're right about football. Honestly, you're right about baseball being the one because baseball to be is like, a, yeah, there's, there's just be, you had to play for the Yankees and then you yeah. won. But if you didn't, then um, you know. I don't know why Dan Marino is the only name popping into my head for football. I'm sure there's someone better that I'm forgetting. Anyway. Um, I'm going to go with unquestionably the greatest basketball player ever to win an NBA championship. And that is Elgin Baylor, um, who played for the Lakers a very long time ago. He was a very good player. I have him as one of the top 15 players ever. Um, he was not the first player taken, though. Guy Rogers was the ta- first player taken territorial draft. But since you're not holding that against me, I can take Elgin Baylor. So... I have my forward spots locked up. I have LeBron and Elgin Baylor. I love those two as my, my forward bookends. Now things get interesting because a couple different ways I could go here. Um, guard is already looking thin. It's amazing how this league, well, it's not amazing how this league was dominated by big men for a very long time because the bigger you are, the easier it is for you to put the ball in the basket, right? Um, and for that reason, I am I am having I'm having a little bit of a tough time with this, but I gotta gotta trust the strategy here. <laughs> I am going with Allen Iverson. Wow. Not wow. necessarily my cup of tea as a player, but I do believe he is the best guard left on the board. So that is who I will be taking. It's slim pickings after this. In a way, it's slim pickings, I should say. But I mean, you guys took Oscar and Magic. So, yeah, you know, I have him listed as my third guard. Um, there's there was one I was really hoping you'd have to end up with that I'm staying away from. But also for the sake of the game, uh, I almost he, have he to. might get drafted. Oh, no, he's absolutely going to get drafted. I'm saying I want you to take him is my point. I, I, I will not be taking <laughs> Sure, okay. I will be taking... I'll take Dick Ricketts uh, Over, before I take okay. the player that you're... you're the one referring I'm referring to. to. Okay. Yeah. Disgusting. Disgusting. Uh, who's up? Uh, I would be me. I have a pick. And I... You're right about the guard thing. I just will, also haven't selected a forward yet. Um, so I will take... Man, there's one that at his peak is better, is legitimately the best player available. There's another one that did a lot of winning, but not as the main guy. Um, well, the first one's an easy one. 
what who I'm who I'm hinting at. Yeah, especially because you you've talked about how his peak is that incredible, but the rest of it is. I'm actually not. Uh, it is literally like a year and a half, Jeremy. Yeah. But, like, but it was so dominant that it could be. Yeah. Time, timeless. Well, if yeah. we're, I'm not going to say anything else, but because again, this is this is part of the fun of this because when you talk about peaks, particularly with the first overall pick in the draft, there are some. There, there, I'm, well, I'm, I'll I'll speak about him if he comes up, but there's there's some peaks here that we could talk about. Yes, John. Um, okay. I am going to take. I'm going. I am mm, going to take James Worthy with my next. Wow. Pick. Yes. Wow. I'm going to go longevity over a flash. The flash is so bright, though. That's the problem. Um, I think one had a better career than the other, regardless of peak. So I'll take James Worthy. I'm shocked. Uh, and all, all shocked. two of his. All two of his all NBA teams. How many finals MVPs? How many finals appearances? When you play for the Lakers, please. Yeah, like, like you just talked about the Yankees and how you'd had to be the best player unless you play for the Yankees. And he rose to the occasion in that stretch. Again, the the other one I am was struggling with. You guys understood. I just yeah. it's literally a year and a half. James Worthy has more than a year and a half when he was. Like a a real, really good basketball player. Well, you uh, again, right. you 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 kids have no oh, respect. Gosh. No, I don't. I'm sorry that I no like respect. basketball in in color television. You know, you make uh, me want to take Anthony Bennett. By the way, you really do. <laughs> you know who would have wiped the floor with Anthony Bennett? Oh. Elgin Baylor, yeah. first player to raise the game above the rim. Which, what, you got us there, John. <laughs> we were disputing Elgin Baylor. Now, if you want to talk about Bill McGill in 1962, it's a different okay, story. Just, but, just, yeah. just make your. I think Anthony Bennett would compete with Bill McGill. <laughs> I wrote that. <laughs> Anthony, Anthony Bennett fucking sucked. I did. He did suck. All right, Jeremy, like you have two picks. All right, I was shocked you did not take this player who, um, unfortunately, still lives in the nightmares of a lot of Knicks fans, um, circa 1994 and beyond. Oh wow. I'm going with Hakeem the Dream Olajuwon. Center's so deep. That's why. I, I literally hadn't I taken two, a forward yet. Yeah. That's fine. I have two selections. Um, I was thinking about other centers involved as you had mentioned them. But in terms of just how good Hakeem is, I didn't want to walk away without picking him. I'm not criticizing so. your pick. I'm saying the reason I, I didn't it. is because I would have been locked in because we can't take three centers. I would have been 100%. locked in there and without having taken a forward yet. So yeah, 100%. I mean, he, you know, he was not from my understanding. And uh, I guess I'll lean on John a little bit more for this one because you've done homework and you're also a little older than I am. The understanding, I don't mean that's a slight, I mean that legitimately. I am a little uh, ob- older. Objectively, it seems as though Hakeem's status as an NBA player was almost in doubt before the championship teams that. Oh, like his his, his historical standing. I know that it was not rings with a Z culture back then because Michael Jordan was just that good. And it's really hard to beat Michael Jordan, but that he needed to kind of rise above the hump. And by winning it once, let alone twice, that kind of um, put him into um, great company, even greater company than he already had. It's the honest argument. Yeah. 
the, the championship, like you said, it validated, it put him in the top 20 conversation, winning it again, especially I kids. I'm not, I'm not even referring to Jeremy here. I'm referring to like teenagers that may look at Hakeem and are like, oh, he's not that great, played in the 90s. What he did in the 95 playoffs is like the stuff of legends. The way we look at the the run that Dirk went through, the road that Dirk went through in 2011, Hakeem went through Barkley the year after, two years after winning MVP, but as the one seed, went through the MVP David Robinson, then went through Shaq and Penny Hardaway in the finals and swept them. That is... That that adds to the legend. The '95 playoff run is one of the best I've I'll, ever seen. I'll add, as far as Hakeem goes, um, in an era where there were there were some defensive centers that you know earned a lot of respect. He was on an all defense team, uh, like seven out of his first ten years. Uh, he was. I don't think he ever won. Oh, excuse me. He did win Defensive Player of the Year, not once, but twice, mm-hmm. 93 and 94. Um, and he was, I mean, I'll just read off really quickly. His MVP finishes starting, like he he finished fourth in 86, um, seventh, seventh, fifth, seventh. And then a couple of years where he had, it was a little bit down. And then the year before he won MVP, he finished second overall to, uh, to Barkley uh, ahead of Jordan in 1993. He, Hakeem was... He was the real deal. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash blue wire terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. Jeremy, you know the pick. So this is the challenging part because I need a forward and a guard. But uh there aren't a lot of them. There are not a lot of them. But I feel like for me, it's uh, if we're, oh, oh, I see. F is for flex, not for forward. Yeah, I should, I should FL that. Sorry. So are we are we doing the how like are we doing how lineups work or are we just doing the seven best names that we can accumulate no it's seven all nba it's all nba it's all nba so you are trying to make so the the five starters make sense but your flex has to be can't be the same position can't be the same position as as each other like you can't take two centers centers in your or two guards got it yeah okay cool um in that case just based on what's available um, I'm going to take another center. Mm-hmm. In fact, wow. I'm going to go for a run on centers to mm-hmm. force John to take some player that he might not be comfortable with. I'm going to go with Shaq. Okay. Uh, so Shaq was the player Andrew was talking about earlier in terms of how high his peak was. Oh no, Shaq was not the. Yeah, I, was, I, was talking I, about I don't think that's no. who Andrew was talking about. Yeah, no, I, I was. It was I was struggling with forwards. Shaq. I was struggling with forwards. Is the problem? Um, just I feel like with Shaq, listen, it's. 
he was so dominant. And granted, I understand that some of this was before I uh, was even a thought for my parents, but just the ability for the physicality, how he was able to impact winning. I mean, it's, it's, I'm very curious what Shaq in Orlando for longer looks like because in today's NBA, there's no way that he leaves after four years. It doesn't happen. No. And, um, you know, he and Kobe had a fascinating, complicated relationship, yielded them a three-peat, which is pretty incredible. And then he, of course, won in Miami, was majorly impactful there with Dwayne Wade. So just um, just how, how dominant he was, uh, even though, I mean, similarly, it, this wasn't the player Andrew was talking about. In fact, I think I might know now if you're saying forwards, but um, I mean, just like even the raw stats, your basic points per game rebounds, just so good that I can't not take Shaq. It's, I, it, it's as simple as this. Um, I think John can echo this because you're older than me, but they're the two most dominant things I've ever seen in my life. Are Michael Jordan and Shaquille O'Neal, and yeah, but like, Shaq did third in a is way. well. Third would be Steph as far as like his his perimeter shooting ability, and Shaq. The only way to stop him was let's send him to the yeah, foul line. The, the the term unstoppable gets thrown out around a lot in pro sports. The only professional athlete that I've ever seen, personally, my two cents, that literally could, could not be stopped. You know, it was Shaq at his peak. Yeah, you could can do anything with. You could not do or in thing. the NBA. I'm just curious. I'll be honest, because I feel like Bo Jackson's got to be in that conversation. Bo Jackson was before my time. I never watched okay, Bo Jackson fair, live. Fair. If we're going that route, Barry Bonds. Uh that yes, I yes. understand. That there's an asterisk, <laughs> there. but that on base percentage in what 2004, 2003? The, the stat that's floating around that he had 373 plate appearances in yeah. 2004, and he reached base 376 times is it's literally Shaq might actually be the good comp because the only way to stop Shaq was foul him. The only way to stop Barry Bonds from hitting a ball 500 feet was walk him. So it actually might be the right comp. Yeah, no, Shaq was. Uh, there will never be another Shaq. We can just yeah. leave it at that. Um, all due respect to Joel Embiid. Ain't Shaq. <laughs> uh, Andrew. I'm up. You're, you're an interesting spot here. Yes, I am. Um, and I'm going to put John in an interesting spot and take a center. Um, Go for so it. So we've said it already. I have the all-time win shares for the number one overall pick. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is first uh, with 273. LeBron James is two with 249. Uh, Tim Duncan is three with 206. Oscar Robertson is fourth with 189. Shaquille O'Neal is fifth with 181. Come on, Bernard. Let's go. Let's get over with. Is, uh, this is where the, the Ozerowski in me is coming out. I will take with my pick, uh, my second center, um, and sixth all time in win shares for the number one overall picks, and it's David Robinson. Um, very good player. So can I ask you something, John? Sure. Jeremy took Hakeem over Robinson. And I agree with it, even though the numbers might say differently. Do you agree with it too? Hakeem over Robinson is easy. Yeah, Hakeem over Shaq is a tougher one. For, okay. I, me, my, I didn't pick. I just got yeah. both of them. Yeah, good, good job <laughs> by you. My two cents, I I 
I mean, it's, it is really a coin flip. I would take Shaq. Uh, I don't think Hakeem is the wrong answer, though. They are both not head and shoulders above David Robinson because David Robinson was he was like the safest top three player in the league for like I don't know six, seven, eight years. Like you just like you mark him down. He's going to do what he's going to do, and he's going to be really good. Um, He's just going to produce. Well, thank you. Andrew, you're welcome. You made my life easier. I figured. And you, now you get one that's sentimental. I think you get one that's sentimental. Uh, well, I don't have to do anything. I don't have to get a sentimental pick now because you guys can't draft anyone. Oh, centers. we can't draft any more centers. That's right. Yeah. So. Okay. so I actually don't need to take a center with this pick. And I don't think I'm going to take a center with this pick. One of the picks is going to be very easy. And I'm actually going to start filling out my bench right now. Um, so this is a guy again, when I refer to you young whippersnappers, God, I am, <laughs> I am, I am aghast that this person's name, I don't even think has entered either of your minds. Uh, he is of course an NBA champion. He won it a little bit later in his career. He was not the player he was when he was in the MVP running, when he was making all NBA first teams, um, but still won it. Um, still led the bullets to their only uh, championship in history. I'm taking Elvin Hayes I, uh, as okay. one of my backups uh, at forward because t- in my mind, at least he's clearly the best forward left on the board. So as I write him down, that is one Elvin Hayes, the 1968 NBA first NBA draft first pick to yeah. the San Diego Rockets. We all remember yeah. that day. Yes. Very clearly. John remembers it well, apparently. Yep. Yes. Uh, You're Elvin putting Hayes. him as a forward. Yes. P- pretty good. Now, this is going to be tough because I am going to take a guard here because I, it would be crazy for me not to take a guard given that, again, you guys can't take any more centers. Um, and who might the next best available guard be in NBA history, John? So I am going... I'm not going with mm. the player that you... Look, everybody, when they when you do these exercises, I think sees things differently in terms of how much you should weigh peak versus how much you should weigh longevity. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is only one guard left on the board who won an MVP, and I'm going to take him, and that is Derek Rose. Oh my God, that's. <laughs> That's such a spite pick, and I respect it. I respect it so much. <laughs> I have Derrick Rose on my list too. He's just behind one guy that has a little bit more playoff success than he does. And that's fine. You can take him. I I might, to be honest. Um, so I was shocked to. Okay, I'm between two forwards, and I might be able to get him anyway. But um, I was shocked when I was going through the, the analytics of it all um, to realize that this guy is 17th all time in win shares for number one picks. Um, and then you look out the rest of the resume, eight time, all-star uh, four time, all NBA uh, four time, all defensive uh, an NBA champion. Um, and it's actually he's a top 75 player, according to the people that voted last, according to the people that voted last year. 
What's the meme uh, with the guy looking like? There's multiple like that. There's one I'm thinking of. <laughs> I think John just made one. So, um, I will go with Anthony Davis. Not crazy here. Eh, it's not I crazy. It. I I did not realize he was 17th all time in win shares. I got to be honest, and makes my consternation over James Worthy and someone one other player a little weird now. But look, um, if I'm taking if I'm taking Derek Rose and he had oh yeah. however many peak years, then you take in Anthony Davis because uh, you know I do I do think it at Anthony Davis's peak. I mean he's he's had I don't know two three seasons as like a top. Certainly, is a top ten NBA player. You probably argue he's top five. One of those years, mm-hmm. I agree. That's why I like to pick. There's a there's a forward that's not. I don't think is going to get selected. That is, I think, just flat out disrespectful. But I also looking at the rest of the draft, I don't see where he gets selected. Um, Jeremy, you have two picks. I might take him. Well, let's see. Yeah. Uh, see, I have a, a forward, a guard, and a flex spot, and I can't take a center. Mm-hmm. So. Um, well, first, let's see, Andrew, you have, you need a guard as well. I need a guard. Well. A, yeah, we all need a guard. I, if I really want I to. I don't need to a take, guard. I could take, that's fine. <laughs> you do. Uh, I you could have take, a guard spot. Actually, yeah, you do. You do need a guard, John. Um, I could take two guards and just really. Oh, wait, no. Hurt. John took Allen Iverson. I don't need Rose. a guard. I have Iverson and Derek Rose. Oh, gotta be a, I totally forgot. Slacking. Oh, well. oh. How you like them apples? I, I mean, I like them decently because uh, Derek Rose is great. But he also was hurt for quite a while and was out of the league and all that jazz. So um, why do you hate Derrick Rose? It's a great question. <laughs> Weird. He'll listen. He'll be totally fine in Utah next year. Anyway, he's gonna uh, love Utah. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, it gets trickier for sure. But I think surprises me honestly. This is part of I think me being a younger individual. Mm-hmm. He's better than I think people seem to recall because he's just no longer the most talented player. Uh, and he was paid a ridiculous amount of money and then oh, was wow. traded almost oh, wow. instantly. So yeah, I'm going to go with Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin. Wow. Yep. It's funny the way you were, the way you were saying building that up, there were actually two players who I, could have. Are you thinking the same person I'm thinking of, John? There are a lot of them. Well, he's probably, he could pick him right now. Actually. That's true. He could, so I won't say it. Um, for the uh, the other player, that's where it gets a little tricky. I definitely am going to be taking a guard. There are uh, a couple this century who are taken. Uh, much to my chagrin, I'm just gonna I'm going complete ball. Don't lie here in terms of oh, how dear. I pick. Cade so, Cunningham uh, is it? Cade Cunningham time is not Cade Cunningham time. Although in about five years, I think it absolutely could be Cade. Might Cunningham be. Yeah, time. I think he's phenomenal. Uh, no. Uh, no vaccine necessary on my team. Ah, uh, took Kyrie <laughs> Irving. Uh, let's Congratulations, you've lost the draft. That's all right. Um, I think he got the best available guard, Mr. <laughs> yeah, Tick Derek Rose, two picks ago. <laughs> yes. Uh, hey, you know, I understand. Let that. the voters decide. Let the voters decide. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, you know, not my favorite player, but mm-hmm. the talent, especially the individual talent, just undeniable for Kyrie Irving. I just think he's he's great. He just has not. I, I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily pick him. Like the whole thing with when Durant was available, my philosophy was always like, I'll take Durant. I don't really want Kyrie, but if it's a package deal, I understand it. Glad 
my team doesn't have to worry about that. But all things being said, uh, Kyrie Irving on the Cavaliers, that was an incredible era, especially when LeBron was there. I'll take it. Just it, statistically phenomenal. No, it, it, look, it's it's on paper. It's the right pick. I, I just, uh, for anyone listening, you're like Kyrie Irving, Derek Rose, what the, what the fuck are you guys doing with these guard picks? Between Magic Johnson being the first overall pick in 1980 at guard and Derek Rose being the first overall pick in 2008 at guard, there was one guard taken first overall, and it was Allen Iverson. So over a roughly 30-year span, there was one guard taken first overall. It's just, this was not a thing that NBA teams did. And, you know, there were some guards taken in the, you know, in like the 70s and like, but not... There's a reason we're taking the guys we're taking. I'll just say that. So I need to clarify something then. What? Is Mark Aguirre not eligible to be a guard? Mark Aguirre is a forward. Is a small forward. Okay. Yeah. Mark Aguirre is a forward. They, are, they didn't track position less than it back then. So I needed a call from you guys. He is very much a forward. Okay. Well, then that other guy that we were saying one of us might have to draft John. I probably am going to have to draft, but I'm not doing it now. Um, so then I will take with my other flex, I will go to forward and I will take Chris Weber. Hey, okay. I knew that's the guy you wanted all along. So in hindsight, the, the I, I could say it now because Neither of you can take another forward. Uh, Jeremy can take another forward, so I won't say it yet. Yeah, There's so another it. forward I was thinking of that um, I was back and forth with between modern modern guy. No, like uh, in the past, in the around the time James Worthy was playing, I actually played against James Worthy in the finals, and um, I was not able to. I wasn't able to justify it. In hindsight, the two I ended up taking. Anthony Davis and Chris Webber were better all time than him. So, okay. Interesting. John, can, your last two picks. Yeah. I'm excited to hear who, who, uh, who you're referring to. Cause I actually don't know off the top of my head. Okay. Uh, one of them, I'll make it easy. Captain. Um, greatest thing of all time, in my personal opinion, uh, Patrick Ewing. So that makes my starting lineup. LeBron James, Elgin Baylor, Allen Iverson, Derek Rose, Patrick Ewing. Oh, I love it. Um, Here's where you go with your last pick. Well, <laughs> there's a few different ways I could go here. Um, I'm not trying to screw anybody over with this pick. I don't even know how I'd be able to do that. I'm just going to sh- give a shout out to the guy who, on paper, I think is the the correct, the correct pick. And that's, uh, and I also want to give a shout out because he just passed away in the last year. And that's Bob Lanier, Bob Lanier kiddos. Uh, if you don't know who Bob Lanier is, go, go look up Bob Lanier stats. Uh, you want to talk about a guy who was a fucking load back in the day. That was big Bob Lanier. Um, they didn't call him big Bob for nothing. Uh, so shout out to him in terms of just like pure talent, probably the greatest wasted talent in NBA history. David Thompson was the first overall pick in 1975. Yeah. Just I probably should have mentioned that name because you one of you guys could take him. Um, and it, listen, if one of you guys take him, it's a great pick. But uh, yeah, he he's really good. Um, there's some other guys, some other recent guys I think actually do have an argument. Like I don't know, is like would would Zion be insane here? You know, is like is Carl Anthony Towns a crazy pick here? Like I I don't know. Um, 
I'm not going to either of those directions. I am going with the guy who obviously I never saw play uh, at his peak live, but from everything I have read and listened to when he was at his best, you could argue that he mastered the sport of basketball um, as much as anyone who has ever played it. And I think it is only fitting that on the same team that I have Derek Rose on, I will also have Bill Walton. Bill Walton. Phil, so, that. Funny, fun story. Um, I, you guys know, I went through that deep dive of old school uh, NBA games from like the 70s and 80s. Yeah. And the last memory I have of Bill Walton was like rewatching the 86 Celtics, the 87 Celtics, where they used him as a, like a stretch four, the first ever real like stretch four because he was the backup, but he was running gun. So it wasn't even necessarily he was a center. That was the guy I was back and forth with between him and Worthy. He is absolutely a center, but I was wondering if he could be listed as a forward center. And I'm I'm just going to be very clear. Like Walton, I when I did my own personal NBA top seventy five list, I left him off because I could not justify putting a guy on whose career as a peak player was mm-hmm. essentially a year and a half because there was the year he won the MVP, and then there and they won the championship, and then there was the next year where he played 55 games and it was the first of many severe injuries. And even though he only played, um, or excuse me, sorry, the year he played 55 games, he won MVP the previous year when he won, they won the championship. That's when he finished second. Um, but that's it. His career was not over after that. Like you said, he played for the Celtics. He won a championship with then. He won six man of the year, the whole thing. Like he had some cups of coffee along the way where he did some stuff, but it was just, you know, he was a comment in the night. So since John has picked his center or Mm -hmm. he's done and Andrew, we can't pick any more centers. Correct. Yeah. It's wild to me that not one of us picked Dwight Howard. That's he's the next name on my list. That's the thing. Like he, and and I feel like this is exactly how he was left off of the top 75 list where there's so many great players. It's like, well, Oh, right. Mm -hmm. And I understand that he has not, Outside of specifically playing basketball, there are some concerns. I think that may have played a smaller part in terms of at least the top 75. But I don't know, just it's kind of funny to me how we did the same thing. We left him off of our lists when he probably deserves to be on it. Like I would have picked Dwight Howard over Bill Walton if I had the opportunity. Not to say that and it wouldn't know, wouldn't have been, but it wouldn't have been crazy. I'll be honest, if this wasn't a Knicks podcast, you could make the argument that Dwight should go over Patrick. You could make the argument. I it would solely know. be an advanced can. metrics one, but I'm listen. I'm the guy who once said a, uh, an unkind thing about Patrick Ewing. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think there's an argument there. I think Patrick Ewing it could carry a team in a way that Dwight Howard. All due respect to what he did on the defensive end of the floor, and what did he win? Three or four defensive four. players of the year in a row. Yeah, three of the three in a row. Um, three in a row, four total. You're right. No, you weren't just you weren't giving the ball three times. Just three times, my bad. Yep. Yeah, you you weren't um, you weren't giving the ball to Dwight Howard, tossing the ball to Dwight Howard in the post and saying, "Here, go, go carry us home, Dwight," because he couldn't do that. That wasn't his game, and that is still it, it's a skill that has changed in execution over the last thirty years. But it is still the most important skill in NBA basketball, as it has always been. Um, that said, there are guys who have racked up specifically. Um, and Dwight gets a little bit of the benefit of this. Uh, 
all NBA selections and all-star selections because they happen to play the center position in an era where the position was weak. The reason why I give Dwight more kudos than some of those guys, Amari is probably the, the classic example, is his MVP finishes from 2008 to 2012, 5th, 4th, 4th, 2nd, and 7th. Mm-hmm. That's not a guy who was just getting the benefit of the doubt because he played center. That's a good basketball player. Yeah, I agree. I, all of the you're, you're right about comparing Patrick to the centers he was playing against. So all NBA isn't totally oh, fair. That it's the least fair all NBA yeah. positional thing ever that one of those guys got left off. And it's, oh, by the way, there was for anybody who doesn't know this, there was only two all NBA teams until uh, what was it, late 80s, early 90s? Something like that. But the yeah. point being that it was between Patrick, David Robinson, Hakeem, and Shaq. Yeah. So even to today's, uh, if you went by today's teams, one of those would miss every year. Patrick only made it eight, made it seven times all NBA. Dwight made it eight. So that's why I'm, I'm saying if you want to go by accolades and yeah. compare them, which someone who may be younger might just look at the two by accolades and do it that way. Um, it's why you can't judge Alonzo Mourning based on all NBA because I think he only made two yeah. such teams because, again, he was competing with these freaking yeah. monsters every year. I'm stalling because... Oh, yeah, it's your t- pick. I have to take a guard. Um, There's just like no guard. There just really I, isn't. I think is. I'm about... It's, you got to do it. Let, let, him do it. Let, him, let him make his decision. What do you mean I got to do it? John, let him make a decision. He's good. Are you going to make... So there's two. One is from John's era. And one <laughs> is currently looking... Oh, no. He just found a basketball team. He did. Yeah. He might... Be, listen, that dude might be the starting point guard and NBA champion. That might be, it might happen. All right. Yeah. I'm going to go with the aged better pick and go John Wall. Okay. <sighs> Damn it, John. <laughs> Jeremy, you have your guards taken already. Yeah, I had. Well, no, I would have flexed them. That would have been fine. Oh, you would have put them as your. Okay, I got yeah, you. Well, I got to be honest. There's, a, I think, there's a better option at at modern if you were going to go that way, Jeremy. You mean at guard? Uh, you don't need to take a guard. Why did I put I, yours there? I don't know. I just want to sh- shout out. To, well, no, I'll, I'll wait until after Jeremy goes. See, this is the challenge because I was actually thinking. I'll take John Wall. You'll be fine. More guards. Great. Mm-hmm. And now it's a lot more slim pickings. It's tougher, in my opinion. I'm staring at one that I think would be egregious if he didn't. Yeah, uh, not a guard. Not a guard. Just a player that... Because you could take a forward or a guard. And he's eligible a forward. It's true. I have to look through these names and see exactly who you're thinking of. <laughs> but... Um, now I'm stalling for time. So. You're good. Just to, of- to clarify, the center, the other centers that wouldn't get that are not going to get taken. Jeremy, Jeremy mentioned, I guess we mentioned Dwight Howard, Brad Doherty, Yao Ming, uh, Walt Bellamy, who John brings Bellamy's up. Bellamy's a hell of a player. I've written on him a few times over the last couple of years. Uh, obviously, he was, he was a Nick for uh, three parts of three seasons, I think. Uh, but he got traded most famously for Dave the Busher. Mm-hmm. Who was the first overall pick and not the first pick, but he was no, the wasn't. first player taken in a, a draft. Wikipedia said he isn't. Lies. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got, Jeremy? All right. Uh, and probably not the optimal pick personally, but um, 
Once a Nick, always a Nick. I'm gonna go Larry Johnson. LJ, Grandma, I like it. I like it, I like yeah. it too. That's yeah. good. You know, not, the, not uh, the most incredible NBA career, but uh, I does anybody else on this list have a four point play in dramatic fashion? I don't that's believe so. Led to a poster that's still hanging on my wall. And you know, I, I know we're not talking college because if we did, we would. You know, oh God, you know, Walton is certainly there, and, and by but Larry Johnson, uh, the Al Cinder. <laughs> yeah. I feel like they got some good players. I actually found out recently. Uh, so Lou Alcindor had three schools that he was picking from. Mm-hmm. Do you want to know what they were? Uh, UCLA, St. John's. That's two. And mm-hmm. what was the other one? Not too far from St. John's. Syracuse? A little bit more south. Uh, Binghamton? I have no clue the geography of Princeton South NYU. Wow. They did used to have a, he's from here. Yeah. Right. But then they, I think they went defunct and they brought it back years later. And uh, it just imagine if he had gone to NYU instead, it would have been a pretty crazy, uh, pretty different. Well, I mean, I don't know if you guys have seen or remember the 30 for 30 on the big East, but Lou Alcindor choosing to go to UCLA for college was like a wake up call for East Northeast basketball, especially at the collegiate level that like, we need to, we need to, we either need to like step our game up and can't let these recruits keep getting away. And it led to what then was an emphasis in big East basketball. And then Chris Mullen chooses St. John's over Duke. Patrick Ewing chooses Georgetown over Boston College, you know, their the emphasis on Northeast basketball um, became a thing, and then obviously there's plenty of Syracuse and Villanova guys, and then college football showed up and took all of the good teams away. So um, I just want to shout out real quick. David, David, you're the most egregious player that wasn't taken. I'm going to shout out David Thompson again. Uh, David Skywalker Thompson, two-time All NBA first team, uh, 1978 finished third in MVP voting behind the aforementioned Bill Walton and George Gervin and one spot ahead of uh, who was it? Andrews Kareem of Lujabar. Mm-hmm. Um, so not, not a bad accomplishment there. Uh, averaged over 20, averaged 22 a game for his career. And uh, yeah, cocaine's a hell of a drug, unfortunately. Oh man. <laughs> it's a reality. I mean, it's a reality for a lot of players. That, it is that the reality. Are, yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, oh, and sorry, one, one more. Uh, Glenn Big Dog Robinson, if you're someone around my age and you probably started following the sport in the early to mid 90s, like all that dude did was score and he never gets any respect because he never won a blessed thing. And like, I don't think he may have made an all star team. I don't even remember, but he just, he was 20 a night for like close to a decade. He was really good. So I'm going to go back to Oz Corner to the Saber world. And talk about wind shares because we took, we talked, we took or mentioned uh, every player with at least a hundred wind shares except one, and that is Elton Brand, who has a hundred nine uh, wind shares for his. That's career. good. That's good. Was, that was, was the one I was wondering if you you would take yeah. him as your last spot, but I like Larry Johnson pick anyway. It, yeah, I just I ultimately went with LJ, but Elton Brand was he was the second place finisher. Now that he's playing forward, by the way, Carl Anthony Towns might be eligible I, in a year or two. So I, I was going to ask, maybe we'll end it with this. Of the, if we do this draft, let's say a decade from now, Ooh. 
how many, this is a good question. I like this question. How many different spots, how many spots have been changed out? So it's, it's essentially a way of asking you like how many players who have already been drafted number one, um, do we think make it onto here in some form or fashion? Um, God, Jeremy, I'm going to say two. I think we're thinking the same two. It feels well, like we may not be. We might be thinking of two different ones. But so go ahead. My two, um, back-to-back years, actually. Anthony Edwards and Kate Cunningham. So we're thinking the what? same two. Okay. I thought you might be thinking Zion instead. I, I just... So much I got to tell you... I need to see it with Zion. This is a... Le- we, we have... LJ got... I look, I love LJ. I've interviewed him. It was just amazing. Uh, but John Zion... Might be onto something here. Yeah, you might be right here, John. Zion is like... If, he's just, if he just stays on the court for three years and produces like he did in his one, 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 one healthy season, <laughs> I, re- I understand that's an issue. Yeah. But if he does that, he goes past LJ. He just does. So here's the calculation I'm making. I took John Wall. That's a, that's literally the calculation I'm making. I'm oh. looking for two guards, is what I'm looking for. Ed, Ed, Derek Rose got selected. Yeah, no, you know. So I'm looked at two think, guards. Zion well, would take the spot of Jeremy's flex, but I think there's and look, I have no clue if Cade is going to be technically a forward because he's a point forward. I think he'll be guard. So if Luka, he's a guard, Luka goes down as a guard, right? So if they're guards, then what? I mean, you said it. Guards were not traditionally taken with this pick, but, and now we have more. Well, that pool might be you know more to choose from. That's why, honestly, my answer is three uh, in terms of how many spots get switched out. I, I'll I'll go three because I mean, fuck. I mean, look, there's a like Blake Griffin got drafted in this thing. Kyrie, like you said, all the guards that mm. got drafted in this thing. Anthony Davis, you took Anthony Davis. Like, are we? Anthony- are we are we sure like Paolo Banchero is not going to be seen as a better player in 10 years than Anthony Davis? I don't know that. So in 10 years, he's going to rack up all these all NBA first team, all NBA selections along with defensive player of the year votes along with defensive team selections. It'll be tough. Yeah. My number is three because I am allotting for the possibility that like, Carl Anthony Towns continues to, you know, do some do some things like Zion's in it, Anthony Edwards in it, Cade's in it, Paolo's in it. Like this talent, you know, that has been drafted. You can make an argument for each of our last flex decisions. Yeah, Bill Walton, Chris Weber, Larry Johnson. And Maybe not Weber. John Wall would be mine. I, I would stand for sure. Weber in a draft like this. You know, yeah. tell you yeah. in hindsight. I'd move Weber to my other forward spot and put Worthy at the bottom. And then he would be my flex that you would swap out for Zion or name a forward, you know? So, uh, should we say our teams real quick? Go ahead. John, you first. All right. So, um, I have LeBron James and Elgin Ballard forwards, Allen Iverson and Derek Rosa guards, Patrick Ewing at center, Elvin Hayes and Bill Walton off the bench. Uh, I'm next uh, at center, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. At forwards, Anthony Davis and James Worthy. At guard, Oscar Robertson and John Wall. At flex, uh, David Robinson and Chris Weber. And then Jeremy. I have Hakeem Olajuwon at center, Tim Duncan and Blake Griffin at forward, Magic Johnson and Kyrie Irving in the guard spots. And my flex are Shaquille O'Neal and Larry Johnson. 
This will be interesting. We're, we're putting this one to a vote, right? Yes, we are. This will be available. So you're listening. You guys are all listening to this Monday. On Tuesday, a poll will be up on Twitter.com for all of you to go and vote on who you think won. Uh, it'll be shared on the YouTube channel and other various platforms as well. Um, yeah, tell us who you think won the first pick draft here on the Next Home School podcast. All right. And with that, uh, we will bid everybody adieu. Thank you for checking out another episode of the Next Film School pod. Uh, don't forget, leave a nice review if you dig the show. Uh, those things help us out, especially in the summertime, slow summer months. Uh, five-star ratings are always recommended and appreciated. And uh, until next time, we will talk to you soon. Peace out. Chapman, welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.